Hi friends, I'm Christine Dynes, Integrative Epigenetic Health Specialist and host of the WellExamine podcast. WellExamine is where science and discovery meet human intuition and wellness to help everyone claim sovereignty over their health and vitality. Each episode, I'll chat with the most clever minds in integrative health, biohacking, and neurolinguistics, as well as reputable citizen scientists across all facets of wellness. As the world begins to take their health into their own hands, never before have we so badly wanted second, third, and fourth opinions. WellExamine serves to offer alternative treatments, ancient traditions, and the latest medical research with a measured dose of objectivity, levity, and a fun bedside manner. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining us for the first episode of the WellExamined podcast. I'm so excited to be with Jenna Covello today, the creatrix of the holistic beauty brand, Agent Nature. I want to tell you a few words to describe this rad human and why I wanted to have her as our guest today. So Jenna is fierce yet benevolent, a disruptor, but a lover, and a truth speaker leader. One of the reasons I love Jenna is totally for her authenticity. There's absolutely no separate persona between on or offline Jenna. When you get this girl in person, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And when you see her online, you get uh, just a raw, unedited sense of her. As you get to know her, you'll see that her commitment to all of us in the community is totally unwavering. So I want to unpack some ideas with Jenna today, talk about citizen scientists and how they're our allies and how they're more important than ever. And I want us all to uh, learn about how her holistic beauty brand is setting the tone for consumer expectations. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So I want Jenna to share with us what her ikigai is. For friends out there that are new to this idea, it's how the Japanese view their purpose for being alive. So listen to this quote by James Mickner to get a sense of it. The master in the art of living makes little distinction between her work and play her labor and leisure, her mind and body, her education and her recreation, her love and her religion. She hardly knows which is which. She simply pursues her vision of excellence at whatever she does, leaving others to decide whether she is working or playing. To her, she is always doing both. So that's so let's hear it, girl. (laughs) That's so you. Yeah, that's that's so interesting because that kind of really to find me. So basically, um, my father has been on this holistic path for like 40 years. He was telling me when I was 16 to avoid aluminum antiperspirant. Uh, that was back in 1995. You know, that was a long time ago. Yeah, definitely. I thought he was crazy back then. (laughs) He told me when I got a cell phone for the first time back in 1998, my like Nokia phone. It's like, don't hold that to your head. Like there's radiation. Again, I thought it was crazy. When I was 19, which is in 1998, he uh, brought me to LA because uh, his friend had started a vitamin company. Awesome. So uh, he was going to these uh, conferences, these holistic medical conferences in Long Beach. That was actually the first time I came to LA. And that was the entire reason I moved here because of that trip. Um, cause from then on, I was like, my mission is to be in LA. So, um, you know, I've struggled with endometriosis, uh, since I was 13 years old, I wasn't diagnosed until 16 years ago, actually to the day is today, the seventh today, today March, is, yeah, 
I had surgery the first time 16 years ago, March 7th, 2003. Yeah. So you've been on this journey a long time. A long time. Yeah. So, um, I had the endo under control. Um, I'd say from 2010 until, uh, 2014, I was doing everything I could to, uh, eliminate the endo with diet supplements, cutting out the gluten, avoiding uh, sugar. But then I was diagnosed with adenomyosis right before my 35th birthday. Yeah, far more complex. Yeah, and it's uh, it's way more complex. And a lot of holistic doctors are treating it as if it's endometriosis, which is a huge problem. Often a misdiagnosis to begin with. Yeah, well, a lot of doctors are prescribing like natural progesterone for adenomyosis and all of us that have adenomyosis that I speak with in, in form forums, um, anytime they're giving the natural progesterone, it's making the pain 10 times worse. And it's really triggering all of those receptors in the uterus and it's causing more inflammation, more pain, uh, more contractions. So, um, I basically had been told, you know, all those years to avoid aluminum antiperspirants from my dad. I didn't listen to him. And then I started testing out these natural deodorants on the market back in 2014 because aluminum is an endocrine disruptor. Yeah. We're going to get into that in a little while. Uh, okay. We'll get into that later. <laughs> so basically I started cooking my own natural deodorant because I couldn't find one that worked and I couldn't find one that was um, equally effective as it was beautiful. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's how I basically started my entire company. And I wanted to take all of this knowledge that I had, that I had learned with my dad from attending these medical conferences, from all of the studies he had sent me. And I wanted to, um, share that with people. And I wanted to share it through my platform because like you said, the Jenna on social media is the Jenna you get in real life. This is my life. I live, eat, and breathe everything that I share. So this is just me. So your dad is basically the person who kind of taught you to be a citizen scientist. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. He's, you know, he was called a conspiracy theorist. And even I would attack him, to be honest. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, you're crazy. When he told me about chemtrails, I want to say back in. I guess it was 2012. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh yeah. About? That was a wild idea back then. Yeah. Like seven years ago. I'm like, dad, I don't know. I go, you're, I go, you're usually right. But this time, you know, you're getting crazy again. And then sure enough, like here he is right again. Right again. So let's get right into the idea of talking about the concept of being a citizen scientist and you being the person that inspired me to want to talk about this topic in general. So I see a citizen scientist as someone who has really dedicated themselves to the truth. Often it's very uncomfortable to speak this truth yeah. uh, because it's in the face of, you know, accepted current science. So citizen scientists, they have an endlessly unearthing attitude toward discovering legitimate ethical research, both objective and subjective. And that often serves to help the greater good of humanity where you know, a lot of research is, you know, the golden rule of research is double-blinded, peer-reviewed, placebo-controlled, and it rarely takes into account subjective data. That's a lot of what's missing from research. So it's also important to understand that most citizen scientists don't hold fancy degrees. Uh, 
they are, you know, just as adept at, if not often better at disseminating research. Um, in the research community, it's often really coveted, especially if it's inconclusive or unfavorable info, but something that sets citizen scientists apart from professional researchers and their commitment to sharing the truth with the community is that they're going to be discussing all of these more subjective variables. Like, you know, you said your dad brought up chemtrails. I mean, still, after all these years, very few people are discussing that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I want to know if you could tell us obviously more what really got you into hardcore research. And if you could tell us from the perspective of, you know, the way we're doing research, as you know, right now is just really outdated. We need to go back and take a look at the Holistic whole scientific research process. Too. Holistic research is outdated as we saw, as we're seeing. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I view you as a citizen scientist. You know, that description is basically you. So Thanks. you don't have a degree. You don't, you aren't a doctor. I didn't graduate from college either. You did graduate from college. Yeah. But, you know. But I have more knowledge than most doctors. When I go to a Western doctor, they get so aggravated by me that they go on WebMD and they start looking things up because they don't know the answers to the questions that I'm asking because it's all about research, right? Well, don't you think that, we've forgotten how to be critical thinkers or we're not teaching kids and adults. This is why I don't like the <laughs> concept of thinkers? community. This is why I don't like the concept of community because once you form community, then you all start to think alike. And when one person starts to think differently, they are attacked as we see in the... So when community goes to cult, is that what you're saying? Community goes to cult. So what's a better way to look at it? How You got to remain... Uh... Oh, that was great. You have to uh, you have to remain neutral. You can't get too attached to anyone. If you're getting so attached to a group where they become, because this is the problem with politics, when you become so attached to a group and they become friends and things start to go wrong within that group, right? Or there's an ideal that starts to be questioned. You can't separate the friendship from what's being questioned. And you're just on that person's side because they're friends without looking at it from a neutral standpoint. That's the problem I have with community. So, so for me, I don't have an allegiance to anyone except myself. I speak my truth. I follow my heart. If something doesn't feel right, I don't care if you're my friend or not my friend. I'm going to say what I need to say. So would you say that's the and motto? And I've lost a lot of friends over this. My choice, by the way, because I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I found my people and I found the people that I really um, connect with on a soul level because I realize when the when you have uh, the same like moral, moral and spiritual compass, then those are your people. Those are the people you really can relate to. That you vibe with. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. So then how would you, how do you advise someone who's just starting off on their wellness journey to start vetting research? <laughs> the advice I'm going to give is different than you because I've been in research for 20 years professionally and you're looking at it from a different perspective. And I mentioned that I think that citizen scientists are just as adept. You don't need alphabet soup after your name to learn how to read a study 
or to look at one and critically think this is a shit study. It's a process and it doesn't happen overnight. And you have to be open to hearing information that alternative independent media is telling you. And some of the things that they are saying sound so outrageous that you can't wrap your mind around it in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. So back, for example, uh, look, Mike Adams from Natural News. I love Mike. I love Mike, but he also... He's a bit like me in his approach because he, you know, he's not gentle in his approach, right? He's very like, he just speaks his mind, which I can relate to. But for me, sometimes it's a bit much, right? I find him to be a little bit radical in his thinking. However, I've been following him since 2008. So let's tell people, let's tell our friends here. Mike Adams, he he's created- a scientist. Yeah, natural news and- as Jenna is <laughs> describing, Mike just puts it out there. He's not afraid of who he's going to remain friends with or not. He thinks that everyone deserves to know the truth, no matter how comfortable or uncomfortable it may be, because he wants to live in a place where, where we're he's all free, able to, where we are yeah, free, freely optimize our individual wellness okay. and have a right to that information. Anybody who is a conspiracy theorist, we're not conspiracy. You mean theorists. a truth? We're seeker. truth seekers. <laughs> we want freedom for everyone. Okay, that's really what this is about. We want freedom for everyone. It's not you have freedom to do this, but we're going to take this person's rights away. I think that's number one of, of what our mission is. Cause I think that we get lumped into this group where we're these conservatives who are so pro Trump and uh, rate, we're called racist right off the bat. Like, like go fuck yourself. I actually tell people like, fuck you. I don't even date white guys. Like that's number one. <laughs> number two, I grew up, it's very cool right now to say like you are from the ghetto. I think we're like living in this time where it's cool to say you don't come from money. I was raised in Trenton, New Jersey. Oh yeah, one I come the, from New York girl. So the, one I of the you. worst neighborhoods in America. You can look that up. Trenton, New Jersey, Google it. I don't know what it is on the list. It's one of the worst places in America. I lived there for 14 years. My neighbors beat my mom up and told her that they hoped I got raped because my black friend came to my uh, birthday party in sixth grade. My mom was ahead of the game. I grew up in a very racist, small, closed-minded Italian neighborhood where there were lots of people that are actually from the mob, like, and I mean, like, really, like, hardcore mobsters, okay? When they beat my mom up, the cops came. They said, I hope, uh, they said, well, you shouldn't have the word N uh, at your house. You know, they agreed with the people who beat my mom up. So my mom raised me to be this open person who accepted everyone. So today, when I hear those words, because I'm not with the far left because I disagree with a lot of what's going on because the far left is taking rights away. Okay. They're, they're trying to take a lot of rights away. And Mike Adams has been saying this since 2009. So if you asked me in 2008, I I voted for Hillary in the primary election. Then I started following Mike Adams and everything changed for me, starting with the GMOs. When I started to see how, uh, Obama and Hillary really had their 
po- deep pockets in Monsanto. Yeah, Mike I was Adams like, is going to make you question your beliefs about everything if you but, start following And he his says work. things I don't completely agree with, but as a whole, to follow him. So back to your point of uh, how can somebody get started? The advice is follow the independent media. I love collective evolution. Joe yeah, Martino awesome. is great. He's great. And a lot of people don't really understand what he's saying, but he is not on the left at all. And he's, you know, he's calling out the deep state. And I don't think people really understand what that means. But when you follow the alternative media for a while, then you can look back and you could say, was this person right? So here I am. I have 11, 12 years experience of following Mike Adams. I look back and I'm like, shit. He was right about like 90% of what he said 10 years ago. So what Jenna's saying right now is really important. I was saying earlier how, you know, the golden rule of research is double-blinded, peer-reviewed, placebo-controlled. And what she's saying is by challenging your own thinking and your own beliefs, you train yourself to become a citizen scientist. I think that's what you're saying. And you teach yourself to become a critical thinker because- your beliefs are now on the line as well. And you have to ask yourself, well, why do I have this belief to begin with? Is it serving me? And then you have to ask yourself if you need to chisel that belief and idea out of there to make room for new information. So, you know, by becoming a citizen scientist, you pretty much are going through what that golden rule is you're doing it on your own. And that is where the problem in lies with research today is that that old rule, uh, you know, it's kind of one day they want to talk out of one side of their mouth and say, yeah, it's great study. It was double blinded, peer reviewed, da, da, da. And then when it, you know, doesn't serve the narrative. Oh, well, we didn't need that kind of information. We didn't need that type of study for this. And I think people are really starting to understand. They're starting to see between the lines there. They don't people have allegiance up. in the same exact way. And I know we're biased. We're here in, you know, L.A. We get an influx of information. And maybe people who are listening far away, this is a totally new concept. But good. If it is, that's so awesome that people can start to critically think for themselves. It's interesting. I don't get any information from here. I got to go back to my dad's in Pennsylvania <laughs> to look like, I'm like, dad, what's going on? Fill me in on everything. Cause I'm not getting that information as on such a deep level as what my dad is telling me, but also just Google the words, New York times, Monsanto, and look at how much the New York times supported Monsanto through the years. Yeah. Look that's a good research project saying. for people to start with to really get a sense of what we're saying. If because someone wants to go out there safe. and put it to the test. Yeah. Google, <laughs> do, Google Monsanto, uh, New York times and look at all the support they're getting because they are, who were they bought out by? Who owns the New York times? Look at who is, who owns these papers and where they're coming from and look at other things that they're supporting. Is you everybody know? hearing this? This is your new project for the week and the next few months that we want to hear back from you. We want to hear how you turn yourselves into citizen scientists. Because the person that is running the New York Times came from BBC and guess what he was doing? He was covering up pedophilia forever in London with, I can't remember the person's name at the time, 
but you know, do you know who I'm talking about? I know about? what you're talking about, but I don't know what his name is. So you have to just look back at the track record and it's easy. The information is out there, but you can't read the headlines. You can't read the first page of Google. Dig deep. Subscribe to Collective Evolution. I would say that Joe Martino, Collective Evolution are two great places to start, especially if you can't handle Mike Adams because Mike Adams can really be out there with with some of his thoughts but in terms of holistic health mike adams is like he's so 100 percent accurate yeah I he's think awesome he's amazing when it comes to the vaccines holistic health when he goes on his tangents with all of the political things like i i tend not to read that as much because it sets me off and it really gets me you know, in the rabbit hole. Sure. You have to stay <laughs> focused some days. <laughs> yeah. Some days I don't want to go in the rabbit hole because I can really go, you know, deep in that rabbit hole. But also um, the other thing I was going to say was, oh, Dr. Merc Mercola is amazing. I love he's that guy great. too. And he's very neutral. You know, he doesn't say anything politically. For being as neutral triggering. as he is, he still gets a lot of flack. <laughs> it, he does. He does. But at least he doesn't... Uh, trigger you know he doesn't trigger you know i posted yeah, about I can get behind that yeah i posted about thermography last night for example right and uh, somebody on my agent natur page she started attacking and she said well the american cancer society says this and that it doesn't work and then she quoted the the what is the what is the Susan what is the group Coleman. that run, runs the gynecologist the uh she started quoting all of the pharmaceutical companies that pay for these, uh, what is it called? For the studies that you're talking the about? The studies. Yeah. yeah. Like who, who, who runs American Cancer Society? The pharmaceutical company. So she's quoting and I'm like, look at who you are quoting right now. I do not trust those sites. I don't trust them because I have a track record of doing independent research for 12 years and they are not right. So it can only happen after you're studying this stuff for a certain amount of time. And also be very careful who you're hanging out with, because if people are calling you crazy and they're not open to this information, our minds are, um, can be so influenced by the people we're hanging out with. I think didn't Roan say, you know, you become like the 10 people you hang out oh, with. Oh yeah, with the most, yeah. Yeah, so be, be careful because if people um, are ostracizing you and they criticize you for having alternative thoughts, they're not your people. And if you cave in and you just give in and you keep your mouth shut, you're, you're not living your truth. If those are your thoughts, then fine, then. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, Jenna's talking about a conversation that a bunch of us ladies in the integrative wellness community were having online last night. And a huge part of what we were discussing were how endocrine disruptors are so prevalent in the environment. And Jenna's entire platform and why she started her company was, as she was talking about earlier with aluminum, to create something for people that was not going to disrupt yet optimize so let's talk a little bit about endocrine disruptors. Let's go down that road for a few minutes. So for those of you unfamiliar with that, uh, an endocrine disruptor simplified is any, oh, here, let me give a really good example. Okay, so a xenoestrogen, when you drink 
you know, water out of plastic plastic bottles. It's the easiest one that everyone will know about, right? Uh, A xenoestrogen molecularly is the same shape as estrogen. And it's going to leach out of the plastic into your body. It's going to float around and it's going to end up where it's not supposed to be at receptor sites. And eventually those are going to disrupt your normal metabolic processes. And specifically with this particular endocrine disruptor, it's going to potentially cause atypical cellular division, aka the C word. That means cancer. So all sorts of uh, immunological bells and whistles start to go off and this whole entire cascade goes off. That's just one. That's just one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here we are in this environment, us permeable beings, right? Yeah. Body is like a sponge. So talk about that a little bit about endocrine disruptors. Uh, So aluminum, I don't, I never say aluminum antiperspirant causes cancer. That's a big step. Okay. Not everybody that wears aluminum antiperspirant is going to get the C word. Okay. Yeah, that's totally fair. But what we know for sure is that aluminum endocrine disruptor, it also contributes to Alzheimer's um, and it majorly affects the hormones. Okay. So it can lead to breast cancer. So it's a big step to say it causes, but it can lead because of its effect on the hormones, which is the entire reason I launched my company. When people tell me not to talk about the vaccine debate and to stay out of it, I'm like, well, I launched my company to avoid aluminum. So if you're using natural deodorant and you don't see a problem with the aluminum that's in the vaccines, then there's an issue here that you have a problem with me bringing this up. Cognitive dissonance, girl. Well, if I launched a natural deodorant company 20 years ago in mainstream, I wouldn't be accepted. I'd be looked at as crazy. Yeah, well, here you have this beautiful aesthetic, a luxury brand. Uh, and my and my thoughts don't fit in with mainstream with what luxury represents right now, right now, because I'm an early adopter, my friends say. Oh, if <laughs> anyone out there is unfamiliar with the brand, it's totally awesome. Super gorgeous. Thanks. Super edgy. Yeah, but it's, I love you know, it's that. hard for me because, you know, during the election, I was asking all these people in green beauty. I'm like, who are you voting for? They're like, the <laughs> obvious. I'm like, not Hillary. And they're like, of course. I'm like, well, she's so tied to Monsanto. And she, she, uh, the Clinton Foundation allowed um, so many untested vaccines from China to hit the U.S. marketplace. Not only the U.S., but also South America, okay? Those vaccines were never tasted, tested for safety measurements. Guess where those vaccines have gone? They're not going to the rich neighborhoods in Beverly Hills. They're going to the poor, okay? They're going to the poor neighborhoods in South America and right here in downtown LA, okay? So those vaccines, the vaccine that, that the rich get is not the same quality that the poor gets. That is a problem for me. And I've been saying this since 2011. Which, by the way, this is public data that is not difficult to discover. No, just go to a doctor in Beverly Hills. My friends, like my friends in Beverly Hills, you know, they're like, they see my posts. They're like, all right, 
obviously there's something wrong with the vaccines. They go to their doctors in Beverly Hills. Do you know what the doctor says? Our vaccines are safe. Yeah. Our Our vaccines are safe. Meaning, well, what vaccines are unsafe? You know, you have to question, like, what does that really mean? That is awful that the poor are getting a, a, a worse quality vaccine than the rich. And that all goes back to her allowing those vaccines to hit the U.S. market. Not only that, did you see all the controversy this week that they're trying to uh, enforce adult vaccines? Of course Uh, I saw that. So I've been saying that all (laughs) of you go back through my Instagram from day one. I'm like, guys, Forbes is pushing adult vaccine, uh, mandatory adult vaccines. So Google... Google Forbes adult vaccines and look Everybody's at what been comes up. It this week. But I've been saying this like since the election. I oh, said, yeah, I know so, you have. <laughs> so if you look at uh, just Google Forbes adult vaccines and look at what is coming up, because this is really what NWO is. It's socialism. It's enforcing mandatory vaccines. It's uh, using the term climate change which will enforce socialism. Look, the destruction of the planet by evil corporations and ruining the ocean and the sea life and animals and climate change are two very different things. And if you actually are following what independent uh, media is saying, they're saying we're actually heading for a mini ice age right now. I think that blows people's minds to hear that. And what you're discussing is basically, you know, attesting to until we have a different political system at all in our country. We need a new party. It's basically people people are, you know, sold up the river. I mean, you're basically saying, hey, what narrative sounds a little bit better to you? And of course, that narrative sounds amazing. It does. It sounds good because it sounds like there are issues for human rights, right? It sounds good. But if you really do the work and you dig and you see what that really means, it's about not giving rights. It's about taking a lot of rights away from us. You know, look what's going on in France right now. I spend at least at least four months a year in Europe. So Jenna's products are formulated in France and made in LA. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yep. And um, there's riots every single Saturday and Sunday right now in France. And it started off as something good because they didn't want the gas tax. And then they didn't want the, uh, the Paris Accord tax, which is the climate change agenda tax. It started off as something very good, but now it's a lot of far left rioters who want more assistance from the government, more free money. I mean, Europe is really in a, it's really in a dangerous place. I mean, this just all attests to self-resourcefulness. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You can't read headlines. And I mean, people aren't living out in the world anymore. Anyway, everyone has their face shoved in front of this device. Yeah. No no one's going out having a real discussion. Or if they are, it's some annotated argument. Because Trump has set so many people off with his vile mouth. That's the problem with all of this, that he gives people the opportunity to hate him because of the things that he said, that he has said some incredibly cruel things that... His actions haven't been bad. It's his mouth. That's the problem. Yeah, I can't exactly deny that. His mouth is a huge 
is a huge issue. Okay. If he had said in like a, in a, in a more peaceful way, look, we need borders to protect our country because if we don't have borders, uh, it opens the gate for sex trafficking, human trafficking, um, and it also destroys an economy. If he had said it in that tone, you know, he wouldn't have fired so many people up. You and I can read between the lines because we've been on this independent path for a while. Sure. But I have to say 10 years ago, Thank would you. I have been, yeah, would I have been able to read between the lines 10 years ago? Maybe not. I don't know that I would have been able to. He says a lot of triggering things. And then you have somebody else like Obama, who he knows how to speak to an audience and he keeps people calm and people want to feel calm. They don't want to be so upset and triggered and divided. So I have a problem with, with Trump's mouth for sure. Yeah. I love listening to Obama. He's great to listen to, even if you don't agree with him. He's a great speaker. He is. And also what, what a lot of people don't know is, and what really affects me, for example, in a negative way, but it's actually a positive thing is, uh, Trump is, uh, he's fixing all of our trade agreements. So I do business with China for my containers and I'm trying to eliminate as much plastic as I can. For example. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. So the lot. So, so for the skincare, almost everything is in glass for the deodorant. I still use uh, plastic containers and he raised, uh, he raised the price of the duty for all plastic that's imported in the U.S. It, it you know, it hurts me financially, mm-hmm. but it's a really good thing that he did that because he's trying Step to prevent. He's trying to prevent people from importing plastic, and nobody promotes that. You don't see that anywhere. Of course not. My husband and I always sit there and go, "Let's talk about what you're not going to see." on the news today. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about, oh, you're not going to read that, but nope, they're not writing about that. I mean, we say that all day long. So well, basically what you and I are saying is that we all need to uh, go on sabbatical out to the woods and well, also, do our research and then try to come back to society and do life differently. Well, also like the ACLU per, uh, is the one who dropped the story that families were separated, right? And I have a problem with families being separated. I don't think any of us want to separate kids from their parents. However, go directly to the ACLU website, go directly to the source and look at what was going on at the border during Obama's years. The kids were being raped and they were being run over by cars. It's directly on the ACLU's website. Why wasn't that sensationalized? That is the way the media brainwashes us. They sensationalize the things that Trump has done at the border, but it's not sensationalized when those very things and even worse things were done during Obama's years. And when I say sensationalized, this is what I mean by it. When you go on the news, the first thing you see is family separated. Oh yeah. You did not see that during Obama's years. That was kept quiet. Nobody promoted it. And I think the New York Times wrote a story about it, right? But you have to Google it. It doesn't come up at the top of Google. So Google ACLU, uh, New York Times, Obama. And I think this story was published last May. So but you had to dig for it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I live in San Diego. Yeah. And everyone talks about border walls and who's coming and going over the border. We need a border. I mean, we actually have a border wall for anyone who 
anyone out there living far away, we have a border wall (laughs) currently, whether you agree with it or not, it's there. And what people think is going on at the border is a lot different than what really is. My friends have businesses that run in between, you know, going back and forth between Mexico and San Diego. And what you see on TV is this small little segment. You know, it's almost like you fold a page over and you Mm -hmm. only show half of what's going on in the page and you cut out half of the other picture. Yeah. So, you know, I guess as a citizen scientist, you could sit there and you could be online all day long and you could read, 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 but you have to go live out in the world. You have to go live your life out in the world. You got to travel. You got to go live in a place that has open borders for a while. Okay, listen, I want to circle back for a sec. I want to go back to endocrine disruptors for a minute, okay? All right. So give a couple tips. We're, we are really going down the rabbit hole right now, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. have so many different people out there listening and okay. we want to help everyone access Yeah. at some level, right? Everyone's yeah. going to have an entry point here today. Yeah. So endocrine disruptors. Obviously okay. your product is awesome. I know. I love it. I use it. But tell people three tips how they can discern, you know, whether it's go on the EWG or, or what? I have a little bit of a problem with EWG. All right. Uh, you know, so I studied in the South of France, uh, with my chemist and I have an issue, for example, there are parabens that have been on the market for 30 plus years that are okay in Europe. And it's going to be illegal to say the term paraben free in Europe because they are not endocrine disruptors. The problem is that the newer parabens that have the uh, longest molecular structure were banned in Europe and they're being sold on the U.S. market. If they're used in Europe, you can sue the company because they are directly uh, linked to being endocrine disruptors. So I would avoid um, parabens from any place in the U.S. unless you're in Europe. Okay, so I have... distinction. It's on my Instagram. There, There's certain parabens that are okay. There's ones that are not okay. If you really research through my Instagram, I've listed them several times. Uh, so that's number one. Um, two, I think the biggest one to avoid is the antiperspirant uh, because uh, your armpits, for example, they, they're more porous and your lymph nodes are so close to the armpits. So they can absorb up to a hundred percent of what you apply to them. So, uh, that's, you know, more intense than applying something to your arm per se. The third endocrine disruptor, that's a problem. And I will admit that I have not made the switch, uh, lipstick. lipstick, lipstick. They're using certain ingredients for antioxidant purposes for uh so that uh i think you know, this the is going to be new to go... people so take a few minutes to tell us about this okay so basically they're using certain ingredients so that the lipsticks like don't go bad and they don't oxidize okay so preservatives so they're using preservatives that are endocrine disruptors and europe is getting ready to ban those ingredients i'd have to pull up what those names are again this is on my instagram Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely a huge problem. And I think that's going to really be the, the next 
step of what we see that really has to go. Cause I don't think so many people have converted to natural lipstick. I haven't, I love my Armani matte lipstick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and cause I don't, I haven't found an option that I really love as much as my Armani, but I'll tell you something interesting that happened. I was in Germany a few weeks ago and I went to a department store and I bought some Armani lipsticks and one was on sale. And I'm like, why is Armani lipstick on sale? I didn't even think they could go on sale. I'm like, this is so weird, but I loved it. I think it's on my counter. So I put it on and I started to get cramps really bad. And I'm like, this is weird. And I thought about it. So I tested it for two weeks. And every time I put this lipstick on, I got cramps and I felt sick. Oh my goodness. And I have never had that direct response and it smells like this very like old outdated lipstick you're either gonna design your own or you're gonna what i don't want to do anything with colors i don't want to do anything with colors (laughs) it's too hard i don't think the chemistry is quite there yet i think it will be probably in the next three years but i don't i don't want to I don't want to touch makeup right now. I'm trying to uh, perfect an SPF because the SPF ingredients are super toxic. I've been making a natural SPF for two years now. Yeah, I know you've That's been an ingredient that. that you need to avoid. Avoid, what is it? Avabenzone, oxybenzone, yep. and octocrylate. I think what would be awesome is if, you know, kids moving out of their parents' house, especially women, going to college and you know, then baby boomers and just a little bit younger, they need, those are the two biggest groups right now that I feel like need to go through their closets Yeah, and look through everything that they've been using because the kids going to college, they've been using whatever their parents have been buying them pretty much. And now they're going to go out on their own and they're going to go, oh, well, you know, here's the, the familiar the thing. Sulfites, right? The sulfites also, the sulfites and I avoid in the shampoo. We all know what's happening to baby boomers and those who are a few years younger after all the endocrine disruptors that they've been, you know, exposed to. This sounds like two new highlights you have to put on your Instagram. What are they? (laughs) I'm just saying two highlights. And what else? Baby boomers. And then I don't know. And what do we want to tell the baby boomers? They need to switch so that they can uh, keep their mental agility. But you don't think they're switching? I think they're starting to, but you know, you know, the lag in, information from say California to New York. It's like a three to five year lag. So if I ask my clients in New York, have you gone through room by room? Have you gone through all your personal care products? It's pretty much the last thing that they've done on the list. Whereas with my clients out here, I don't even have to bring it up usually that they've just done that on their own. So, you know, the way we prioritize things often has to do with the information that we, you know, can access or even know exists. Listen, EWG is a great place because you can just type in the word and it will show you the um, the level of toxicity, right? It'll say like high, medium, low. It'll say if it's an endocrine disruptor, fine. The problem I have with uh, EWG is they said, if you can't pronounce an ingredient, don't use it. Well, like there's decil glucoside in yeah. my uh, shave oil and it's it comes from coconuts. So can you pronounce that? Like, not really. Like, you know, that's the the problem I have. It's, 
you know, we're living in a time where there's so much information coming to us, right? So do you think that companies have a ethical obligation to share more information on their websites and uh, some sort of ethical obligation to educate consumers? I Yes, absolutely. That's why I, I'm so transparent on my Instagram page. And that's why I'm so connected to my following because I, you know, I really care about people. And I, but I have a problem when I see a brand who is this like a holistic natural brand and they're selling out to Unilever. And then Unilever is connected to um, slave labor, child slave labor. Yeah, I'm with you. They're in bed with Monsanto. If you go to their page, they say they support Monsanto. And they're really in bed with the Clinton Foundation. I have a huge problem with that. I won't sell, I won't sell out to Unilever. So the way, like I was talking about earlier, the way that we do research in the health and wellness community. Yeah. For anyone who's new to this, so Jetta keeps saying Google. I've been using DuckDuckGo. Is anyone, I don't know if anybody I've out there has heard of that. I've never even heard of it. That's a new, that's a better one that doesn't hide information. So basically. it's, yeah, it protects your privacy. So I like DuckDuckGo. I get better results with it. Yeah, I've been trying it out for, you know, two weeks now. And if you're new to research, so you can basically type in your keywords, whatever you want to research. And then after that, type in NCBI. People often say, oh, well, I just get a study review or... You know, I just get an abstract. You want to see the whole study, you type in your keywords, and then you type in NCBI. This is going to connect you to all of the journals that are published in the whole entire world, good and bad. Right. So that's a really important distinction to read the bad research, read all of the papers yeah. that, you know, came back unfavorable. That's how you eliminate bias. So let so, me ask you this. What sites do you like for your research? I don't go to websites for research. I just go to the journals and to the people who are conducting research and yeah. vet them yeah, and then I talk to, to those, those researchers. Yeah, I go so. to those, I go to those uh, <laughs> journals as well. And honestly, you know, here's the deal. Me being in science, I used to get so frustrated when I would, back when I was in private practice, I'd have a client come to me and, you know, they'd walk off with their advice and three weeks later, they'd come in and say, oh, my neighbor, Janie, told me blah, blah, blah. And now I'm doing that. It used to infuriate me. But the research shows that people are going to believe and uh, support their peers. They're going to take information from their peers. That's why I think the citizen scientist movement is so incredibly, you know, huge and important. So as a citizen scientist, uh, you know, you're out there sharing your information on your Instagram. You know, I love Janny organically, for example. Yeah, so I'm sending, I'm sending my clients to you know, your site, I'm sending them to Janny. I'm doing that because people align with their peers, people who don't have time to do all the research. They want it broken down for them. They want to, you know, feel supported. They want to, you know, figure out how to build some self-confidence. So for me, I don't really recommend, oh, go research on this website. It's usually me telling people, uh, oh, no, don't go on that or don't go on that. But I love, I love natural news because all of the research is linked. I mean, basically... If you go and you look something up and there aren't any sites, uh, I'm sorry, research studies cited, how the hell can you know where the information came from? You know, cite your research and at least let you, the reader, decide for yourself after you go and you read the research. Okay, here's what I was presented. 
Can I get behind that or not? People well, let me see. Lazy. I'm going to go they read the research. They don't like to do the research. They just want it given to them. They want to pick up the newspaper and they want to read the headline and they want to believe it. And that's the problem with today, that people are lazy. Okay. It's so so if it's people... like you can't be like <laughs> laziness. If people are lazy. How can we reverse that? What's the opposite of that? And as you're answering that, I want to know, what are you manifesting for yourself, for your business, how people are going to evolve, how humanity is going to evolve? I think that people need to get in touch with their purpose and their heart, and they need to start following their heart, number one. I think they can get in, they can begin this process by meditation, calming everything down, trusting themselves above all the outside noise. That's number one. Uh, what am I manifesting? I am manifesting. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is my SPF because it's been such a process. So That's right so now awesome. I'm going through the process of testing it out on all skin types because, you know, uh, it's made with zinc, which is very white, but I want it to blend for everybody's skin type. So, cause I want everybody be, to be able to use it. So I'm manifesting my SPF and I'm working on, um, two new projects that are part of agent Natur, but separate. Which so, you're going to tell us about soon. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. But yeah, I'm working on some, yeah, I'm working on two other pro the sister of agent Natur. Oh, very cool. I can't wait. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Any last words of wisdom you want to bestow on everybody today? Speak from the heart. Words that come from the heart enter the heart. That's awesome. all I have to say. Love you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me.